0: Coming up on Art Palace.
1: When she came to the United States, she wore her Tijuana outfit, she wore her flowers on her head, and she didn't wear what ladies back in the time used to wear. No, she was like, no, no, this is me. This is what I wear. It's fascinating. I love it.
0: Welcome to Art Palace, produced by Cincinnati Art Museum. This is your host, Russell Eyrig. Here at the Art Palace, we meet cool people and then talk to them about art. Today's cool person is soprano Catalina Cuervo, who is singing the role of Frida Kahlo in Cincinnati Opera's production of Frida, which opens on June 23rd. In conjunction with this production, the Cincinnati Art Museum has posted an online exhibition of photographs of Frida by Bernard Silberstein. Catalina and I will be looking at these photos during the episode, so look along with us by visiting CincinnatiArtMuseum.org slash Frida. And, you know, one of the, the reasons um, we wanted to have you here is to look at our online exhibition of photographs of Frida Kahlo. And I'm so excited to hear how you react to them.
1: Well, I was um, very surprised. uh, um, uh, Two weeks ago, I met the photographer's son. Oh, yeah. He lives here in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. And um, somebody told me that I was going to meet him first. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to go look at those pictures because... For my study, I've seen so many pictures of Frida. And uh, I I feel like I've seen them all, but I'm not really, really sure which ones are the photographers. So I went and saw, like, the specific collection of this photographer, Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Silverstein. And uh, I knew all those pictures.
0: Oh, you had already seen them?
1: Yes, I knew most of those pictures. And they are amazing. He went to Mexico and spent time with them. Mm -hmm. So... He, they became friends, and and he was there with them, and and in the pictures you can see, Frida was very posy in a lot of pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was from the, that era where people would just pose like if it was a painting, mm-hmm. like if it was a pro- portrait. But in those pictures, you can see a little bit more of her loves and and her. Uh, I love the pictures of her bedroom actually. Yeah, uh, they're fascinating, and there's not many pictures of her bedroom. Mostly about her and her bed, but not her bedroom. Yeah. And you can see like her fascination with death, and uh, and and all kinds of weird things all over her room. It's just really fascinating.
0: Well, I think he. So the photographer Bernard Silberstein, he really, um, he he often is catching a lot of the scenery mm-hmm. around them. Exactly. There. So exactly. I, that's one of the things I noticed about the photos is, is is that you know you have Frida, you have Diego, and then but you have all these. Fascinating details in the background and in mm-hmm. some of his letters, he talks a lot about the the decor in the house, and so you get the impression that he was you know very fascinated by that, so I think it 's a very conscious choice that he kept all of that in the frame. you know he yes. could have zoomed in on just them, and we would have lost a lot of that detail, yes, but he was um, so fascinated by all those you know, strange Mm -hmm. tchotchkes and, you know, folk art that she had and the collection. So it's it's really fascinating. So yeah, we've got, um, so I'll just talk a little bit about the online exhibit. So, um, it's, it's all photos from our collection. So we own prints of these. Um, and one of the challenges of photography is that you can't keep things out very long. Um, (laughs) photos are very light sensitive. Um, and so, uh, Online uh, exhibitions like this are a great way for us to show works that are a little tricky to uh, show in the museum. Um, and so this was a really cool thing that they put together. And this photograph, I feel like you've I've definitely seen it before. We're looking I at,
1: love that picture. Yes. Yeah, I, we're just looking yeah. at a
0: it's just a straight up <laughs> portrait of yes. Frida. And, um, you know, she's just in front of this sort of backdrop of cloth. It's pretty straightforward.
1: First of all, the, the, the lightning, the, the, the light, I'm sorry, of this picture is absolutely perfection. Yeah. Because the focus is her face. And, uh, it, you know, it's, and, and, and you can see her shadow in the back is really, I don't know, it's really, really beautiful picture. Um, now, this, you see two things that very, people that are familiar with Frida see uh, every time in her portraits is her gaze is very straight point looking at something specific you could say is Diego standing there mm-hmm. you know who is standing right there what is she looking at is she looking at one of her beloved things in her bedroom um so is like her eyes one of the things that Frida had that everybody talked about was her gaze like her eye was just like penetrating to something and the other thing is a little pout that she did for her <laughs> mouth that um that you can see in all of her portraits and is both very sensual, strong, you know, uh, and and just you know, her face is is with that pout. It's almost like you're like, is that a woman? Is that a man? You know, and it, it's just fascinating. It's,
0: it's a very powerful it expression. It was very powerful. Very it, powerful it, expression. She yeah. looks in this photo to me very in charge.
1: She was always in charge. And, and this is like maybe a, yeah. a silly
0: comparison. Um, But as I'm just now, I just put this together. As I'm looking at this, this expression is almost like dead on like a Beyonce expression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went, yes, yes. I saw Beyonce in concert and she came out and she just she was like, she just froze and she just looked at everyone and it was like the f- kind of silliest thing ever, but it was kind of amazing too. And she just like yeah. looks around. Like, I
1: agree. I went to Beyonce's concert too. And the yeah. same thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: But she does that same, yes. that, like it's almost a smile. Like mm, it's mm-hmm. so close to a smile, but not quite like it's, it's like she's, she's about to crack the smile there, but it's, it's, it's still, she's kind of like she knows something. She's, yes. got, she's got a little secret or something that she's yes. not telling you. But yeah, the light you were talking about, the way um, her head is sort of surrounded by this halo almost mm. effect of yes. the light in the, the background. Um, yeah, it's very painterly. Um, it's, it's
1: beautiful. It's just so that picture is so perfect. Yeah, it's really you, gorgeous.
0: Well, you kind of it, uh, you see that sort of effect happening a lot in paintings because, of course, it's it's easier to go in and just paint that. You know? paint like, that You to
1: actually capture that on, yeah. on, a, on a photo. It's yeah. Just to,
0: to set it perfect. up just right where you have that little burst of light coming out before her. And then, you know, it creates that great, um, you know, she just cuts such a nice silhouette in front of it. And then the other thing that pops out immediately to me is that white rose right in the middle of her Those hair. Those
1: flowers, yes. <laughs> yes, 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 I guess
0: yes. you've been wearing a lot of them these days? or I do,
1: I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Fr- Frida loved flowers, mm-hmm. loved flowers, loved what they meant because flowers for Frida were love, uh, were sensual, were sex, were... Um, showed the the, the woman's uh, body, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, sexual parts, let's say. They, but, but for them, for her, was a representation of the beauty in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she loved wearing her flowers on her head. Um, and she loved to wear ribbons and all other things. That is also from her heritage, also, because she was very proud of her Mer- Mexican and Indian heritage mm-hmm. and the love for nature. So it's iconic, yeah. And uh, here he, with this picture, he's showing not only that strength in her face, but the flowers, her, her love, the love of her life.
0: Well, and it's another thing that, you know, a lot of the photos capture and what so many people have always talked about with Frida is her sense of fashion mm. and the way uh-huh. she has built this style that is both, you know, rooted in a tradition, but then it's also very original because she's not it's like she's kind of mixing traditions as well. She's like pulling from this region and this style. And, yes. you know, she's totally doing her own thing um, and just totally owning it. You owning know?
1: it. You know, it was... Uh, one of the things that was more most fascinating about her and, and in a time like this one is Frida was from both Mexican, Indian heritage and German. Mm-hmm. And she was very proud of being Mexican and of having that. Um when you see the way she dressed in her Tawana outfits and her hair, it's a combination, like you said, of both things. Uh her outfits come from the Indian Te- the, the, the Tawana outfits, uh the, the 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 dresses that the that the people in the town wear, the Mexicans wear. And then her braid, her braid is not a Latino thing, it's actually a German thing. Yeah. Her grandmother used to wear the braids. And uh and, and, and Frida decided she looked very much like her grandmother. By the way, the eyebrow comes from her German grandmother. Mm-hmm. She looked exactly like her German grandmother. So she was like, I'm gonna wear my braids just like my grandmother and my Tawana outfits like my Mexican people. So it's you know like it's it's amazing that she owned to to who she was, where she was from, and she was proud of it, and she wanted to just show everybody that yeah. and just. When she came to the United States, she wore her Tawana outfit, she wore her flowers on her head, and she didn't wear what ladies in the fashion, you know, fashion lights in <laughs> back in the time used to wear. No, she was like, no, no, this is me. This is what I wear. It's fascinating. Yeah. I love it. I love that attitude about her.
0: We can look at a different picture. Um, I love I love this one, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a – so we're looking at a photo now of uh, Frida, and she's she's working on a self-portrait – and then Diego is standing behind her. It's kind of like <laughs> yes. menacing. I don't know. To me, the way he's just like looming there. Yeah. I don't know. I, I you know, I, I went to art school and I remember just hating painting and somebody standing behind you is like so infuriating. So to me, that's what I mean. Maybe she was 100% comfortable with it. I think it, they were
1: just posing
0: yeah, for the photo.
1: But Diego was Frida's number one fan. Mm hmm. Diego told everybody that the greatest painter in the world was her. Mm-hmm. That nobody could paint a face like Frida did. So here is just is just the photographer showing to us, you know, how fascinated Diego was with Frida. Which, by the way, Diego at the moment was the greatest muralist of the world. Yeah. So to have the greatest be looking at another painter and be absolutely fascinated by her and her paintings. It's amazing. Yeah. That's why I love this picture so much. Yeah. Now look at the painting behind.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> well and and there's one coming up that shows her Probably not really working on it, but again pretending to work on yeah, it, yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, but yeah, there's this big painting in the background of a sort of Last Supper esque scene, um, and it's a little hard to see in this one, but you you get a really good shot of it in one of the future uh, photos where uh, it's got some really bizarre details. Yeah,
1: it's beautiful. <laughs> it's um, it's uh, the whole Frida was fascinated by death. Yeah fascinated and uh and and it's also in in the mexican tradition they they adore the death and then they 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 do the ofrendas which is the offers to the death mm-hmm. and 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 they believe in the afterlife and for them death is not something bad and it's not the end of something it's actually the beginning of something better yeah so so frida and diego probably like if we're looking at this picture and is i assume is in their house or or their studio and um in San Angel, they we're probably looking at a pic, uh, painting that they had in in their house of of the Last Supper with skeletons.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, and,
1: really amazing.
0: And uh, well, uh. <laughs> oh, so we skipped ahead, but actually, I kind of I'm gonna we're gonna that's one of the benefits of of this is we'll we'll come back to that one. So we have we'll look at the photo of her working on this painting. Um, again, probably not, you know, we're talking about how a lot of these are posed. Uh, one of the giveaways that this is, she's probably not really working on this painting is that it's already framed. <laughs> you, you, you you traditionally don't work on paintings after they're framed yes. because, you know, you, you don't want to get the paint all, you know, that's a, that's a after it's well done and dried kind of step. So, it, but yeah, you get this, these figures um, beside her, the skeleton, you know, that sort of, and then this, what they call a Judas figure, which again, b- brings it back to the Last Supper. Um, but the Judas figures, which are, you know, used in these parades. And they have a photo before this one, we're kind of skipped past, of her uh, standing and posing with all of her collection. And she's got this giant Judas figure yeah. that would be covered in um, in those parades where they cover them in uh, fireworks and blow them up at their you know almost like an effigy amazing yeah so and and it's got this you know little tiny strange head it's so odd um but the photographer was really obsessed with these judas figures in the house yes he he took several on it
1: on it that 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 he was really striking by the fact that she had two, that one and the one on top of her, her bed.
0: Yeah, so we'll, yeah. we'll we'll skip ahead since we're talking about <laughs> it. Um, yeah, so you this photo again. This is one of those great when we're talking about the way he frames these photos. To me, I just love how much space he devotes to the room. Mm-hmm. And yes, and you know, it, it it would be very easy to to really. Cr- zoom in on Frida at this moment. You know, I think that would be most people's instincts. And I think that's what makes him an interesting photographer is he's looking at this whole scene and he's, you know, that's the kind of mental math that photographers have to do very quickly that I don't think a lot of people take into to consideration sometimes is like they have to figure out in an instant what is interesting about the scene to them, you know? So to him, he's like, okay, well, she's down here, but then there's this bed, and it's got this really tall canopy, and there's this weird skeleton Judas figure yes. resting on top of it um I
1: think that he's one of the only ones i I don't know of other pictures that really show like their space, yeah, like that yeah like this is fascinating. you can see everything about where you know. Yeah, like you were saying, like he was capturing the whole space, not just Frida there, but her space. It's amazing.
0: Well, in thinking too about her history and uh, you know how much time she spent in bed, um, and you know after her her big car accident or the bus accident, I should say, and where she's sort of stuck in bed, and you know she has so many surgeries, and so she spends a lot of time in bed. So to think about this sort of image of death, like hovering above uh-huh. the bed. Like yes. it gives so much weight to the bed in that space. And almost like, I don't know. It's just, it's really full of, of a lot of, I don't know, pathos or something. Yes, Fascinating. Fascinating. <laughs> It's really great. Yeah. Well, we can go back a little bit. Cause we've skipped ahead a bunch to look at, I love this. I outfit.
1: love that one.
0: So we're looking at another sort of portrait of her again with way more stuff in the background. You see all this pottery and like little like dolls and things. Um, And then she's uh, wearing this costume that she was Uh painting herself in the self-portrait with Diego. You see her wearing this um, costume. And I've I've forgotten which region of Mexico it's from.
1: So um, uh, it has a description here in the picture uh, that she says, I've never been to Tehuantepec. So it will be Tehuantepec. Mm -hmm. Nor do... I have any connection to the town, but of all Mex of all Mexican costumes, this is the one I like best. And that's why I wear it. Yeah. So this is her favorite um outfit, uh, the Tawana outfit from Tehuatepec. And uh Probably because it's so dramatic, you know, like the, the costume itself is just so dramatic. So, so, and she was fascinated with it and, and loved wearing it.
0: Her face is sort of framed like Mm, a flower. Like
1: a flower. You know? Like, even like a goddess, you know, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, Yeah. kind of that, like, or, you know, sort of, uh, Mary, (laughs) Mary you know, kind of Guadalupe. Yeah, yeah, that kind of, sort of, (laughs) such drama around it. Uh And yeah, we're talking again about halos around her head in the other photo, so... It has that. I was reading, I can't remember if it was in here or in the uh, some notes about how apparently this tradition, they believe, I mean, nobody, you know, it could be apocryphal, but that there was some shipwreck or something near Mexico. And these women found these like petticoats uh, okay. that had washed up uh, on shore and they didn't really like know how they were supposed to be worn. So that was like what they, they turned it into this like bonnet oh really
1: that's where that comes from
0: that's the legend yeah okay. i don't know if it's i
1: didn't know that yeah
0: so so yeah. it's almost if you imagine it's like why, why it's like it, it's almost like a dress that's been pulled yeah, she's up
1: basically like she has a skirt in her in her
0: on her face on yeah her face too yeah <laughs> yes. yeah and it, it, it's so <laughs> it's, it's again though i love that that seems like a very free to to like be inspired by is mm-hmm. something that's just like well, I'm going to take this thing and make it my own. And you know? own
1: it, you know. Like if you look at the picture, she's like, "I'm wearing this, and I, it. I yeah. own it. Own it. Own it. You know, this is amazing. You know, yeah. she feels amazing. She feels good with herself, right there." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's so so great to just I don't know. I, I love that sort of idea of like taking this other culture's uh you know fashion and then wearing it in a completely different way and just being mm-hmm. like, "No, nah, this is how we like to do yeah, it." Yeah, this nice. is how it goes. <laughs> um. Skip through here. Oh, and that's you know what I didn't realize—that's really it for the photos we have. So, uh, but there's a I letter to here. I
1: talk to you a little bit about this one. Okay, so this will be for for the people that are hearing us is the one uh, where she is with the big, big painting. Yeah, the like, one that it seems like a Last Supper. Yeah, and uh, I noticed something very cute, which is in the painting, uh, she had a, a kind of a Last Supper with people or elements that she loved very much mm-hmm. so it, to the to her left or the or, or to our left mm-hmm. you see both Christina's children so those are her niece and her nephew oh okay um which she loved them dearly because if you know a little bit of Frida's um, tr- tr- um tragic uh, history is that after the accident she wasn't able her uterus was not able to hold babies in so she will get pregnant but the, but the body will just release them because it couldn't hold them so she actually had more than uh, we know of six or seven miscarriages but god knows how mm-hmm. many and uh, she was very very hurt by that so she her her niece and her nephew were everything for her she loved them so much, it was like the it was her own kids it was christie's her her sister's um kids she loved them then to our right we see a skeleton which is the representation of death, which Frida actually loved you know she loved dead we we see that so it's 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 really really awesome and and then of course she, her in the middle the middle of the of of her painting yeah' her very beautiful yes.
0: Is, who's kind of it's almost like her hair is being pulled up. I can't tell—is that by the skeleton, or is it just sort of some I other? I think
1: the, the skeleton is probably La Pelona. Okay, which La Pelona Frida used to call La Pelona is the bold one,
0: the, oh. a bold
1: woman. Woman, let's say, but uh, so she used to call death La Pelona, the bold one. Okay, as a you know funny way to call death. So uh, La Pelona, she will always say that La Pelona played with her in life (laughs) so because there was so many instances where she was gonna die and she wouldn't die and she's gonna die and she wouldn't die so it's like oh my god la Pelon is playing with me la death is playing with me so that's what that is
0: that's crazy that's yeah yeah, that's funny yeah the way showing that by kind of tugging at her hair Mm -hmm. pulling at it that's so funny (laughs) wow so this is your second time playing frida
1: Yes, uh, second production, second
0: production. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, <laughs> this this <laughs> yes, time, yes. I mean, all right. Uh, when 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 did you first play her?
1: We did uh, the same production in Detroit in 2015. Okay. Yeah, with Michigan o- Michigan Opera Theater.
0: So you've been spending so it's been two years now with uh, with Frida.
1: Yeah, we did we did it uh, back two years ago. We did it in three different theaters mm-hmm. um, about. Uh, Eleven or twelve performances. It was a, a long run, and then I kind of put it on hold a little bit, and then we get we are back at it uh, this year with with Cincinnati Cincinnati Opera. Very excited to be able to play that role again because for me it's a dream come true because I admired her long way before mm-hmm. I even got this part. Yeah. Uh, when I went to me- Mexico, I was fascinated with her house, and I went and I bought every single thing about her books. Um, uh, all kinds of things about her. I was fascinated with her, fascinated with her before I even got the part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I'm just kind of um, curious about. I I listened to just a little bit of uh, I think the concert suite uh, just w- before we were talking, and I was just trying to th- think. In what ways do you think the music reflects the spirit of Frida? And or you know, are there parallels between the music in the opera and her art?
1: Definitely, definitely. And um, I think this is, this, is, this is where you see that Robert Javier Rodriguez, the composer, did an amazing job with this music. Mm-hmm. Because you when you hear the opera, you just hear it, you don't see anything, you just hear it, you immediately feel in the presence of her. And the way he captured that was by the the composition of the voice. So I'm going to get a little bit more in detail about it. Just like the portraits where you see Frida very strong, where we were talking about the Beyonce look, <laughs> you know, where a lot of her own portraits that she, her own uh, that she did, and her uh, photos show a very strong Frida, um, and very almost very serious Frida. But on the other hand, if you see videos of her. Uh, with Diego or with her friends and stuff like that, you see a very loving, almost delicate, sweet Frida. So, everybody talked about these two personalities. It's not that she was bipolar, it's that she was everything. She was both strong and weak, and she was both a woman and a man. And she was, you know, like she was like that all the time. She, she was sweet when she had to be sweet, and she was strong when she had to be strong. And the way Roberto Javier Rodriguez put that in the music, is that I actually sing with two different voices. I do uh, many parts of it, I sing it in my chest voice, which for those that don't know what the chest voice is, is basically your regular voice. The one where you sing pop music, Mm -hmm. or when you sing happy birthday, that's your (laughs) chest voice. And uh, musical theater, for example, everything that is Broadway is sang with your chest voice. Okay, so I sing whole scenes with my chest voice which show a more sensual, stronger Frida. And then there's whole scenes where I sing in my lyric voice. My lyric, lyric voice is the one of the soprano, my, my opera voice. Mm-hmm. And it's completely different. And those scenes, I am the more delicate, loving um, Frida. And he did that. So it's, it's difficult vocally because I have to sing in both voices and be switching from one scene to the other. Or even in the same scenes, I switch voices. And it sounds like two different people are singing one line. And it is not that. It's, it's just capturing Frida's uh, personality.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does the, when you, you kind of were sort of hinting at this, when you said she's both a woman and a man, and Frida is a, you know, may, I, maybe I shouldn't say famously bisexual artist, but. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that's something that's certainly important to me. And I, I was sort of curious if that gets talked about in the opera, because I also know it's from 1995, so I wasn't yes, sure. Yes, yes, um, if, We talk about or 1991, it.
1: Right? 1991,
0: right? 1991. 1991,
1: yes. We talk about it. We actually have a beautiful scene. It's absolutely gorgeous. You know, like it's one of my favorite scenes where where we show that that she had both men and women as lovers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Frida believed that sexuality didn't have to be encaptured in that oh I am a woman that likes men or I am a woman that likes women or no it was like sex sex is sex and uh, and she enjoyed her body and she enjoyed uh, sex to the point where for her men and women could make her feel good and she could make both men and women feel good too. So you will say she was bisexual, just she just loved yeah. in general, yeah, uh, without any restrictions in that sense. And we do portray it in our opera too,
0: yeah, that's great, mm-hmm. it's great to hear. I was curious about that, yes. <laughs> well, well, I did you have anything else you wanted to talk about or or share about the photos or the opera or anything else?
1: Yes, just just about the photos. I was I'm so excited to know that, that the photographer's son lives here in Cincinnati. And I was able to meet him, and uh, I'm very excited that the 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 museum is doing uh, this online um, exhibition of this amazing pictures with all the information about it. Because they they they're different than anything else you see out there. They're as like we were talking about. You see her space where they lived and and how they lived, and her fascination with with uh, with the decoration part, yeah. let's say, and also the relationship between Diego and Frida. Um, so I, I love that. And I'm really looking forward to seeing this pictures actually right in front of me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and, um, yeah, You you've mentioned a couple of times, Bernard Silverstein, he was a local photographer. So that's mm-hmm. why, you know, that we have this connection with him and he taught photography at the university of Cincinnati. So, yeah, so it's a, it's a really cool connection between Cincinnati and this moment in history that, uh, you know, maybe is not so known about. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Catalina.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Thank
0: you for listening to Art Palace. We hope you'll be inspired to come visit the Cincinnati Art Museum and have conversations about the art yourself. General admission to the museum is always free, and we are also excited to offer free parking. Special exhibitions on view right now are A Shared Legacy, Folk Art in America, William Kintridge, more sweetly play the dance. Tiffany Glass, painting with color and light. And don't miss Art After Dark, Cam Carnival, on Friday, June 30th from 5 to 9 p.m. Celebrate the opening of a shared legacy folk art in America with carnival games, live music from well-seasoned, specialty cocktails, and food for purchase from the Terrace Cafe. For program reservations and more information, visit CincinnatiArtMuseum.org. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Our theme song is Au Fronde Musicale by Bacalau. And if you liked our show, how about rate and review us on iTunes. I'm Russell Irig, and this has been Art Palace, produced by the Cincinnati Art Museum.